You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the final edition of Locked On Cougars for 2020. I know. Some of you probably freaked out with that little open there, but no, we're not stopping this podcast anytime soon, but it is the final edition of the show for the year 2020. 2021 is upon us, folks, but this is another packed edition of the podcast, and we're going to cover a lot on today's show. Having some conversations with some folks over the past 24 hours or so, got some updates on James Empey as well as Dax Milne with regards to their future at BYU or going to the NFL that I will pass along to you guys. Also need to talk about some of the goings on with BYU basketball. They're supposed to have a game today. We're supposed to preview it. But alas, a positive COVID test for Pepperdine has postponed that contest. So we'll examine the game against San Diego instead this coming weekend. And of course, we'll also catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Another big win for BYU women's basketball and West Coast conference play. We'll get to all of it ahead on today's show. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag. We'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in today's show. All right, there you go. That's the rundown for this year-end edition of the show. Without further ado, let's get into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 31st, 2020. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking the time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. As we talk about often, and as I like to say on this show, the Locked On Cougars podcast is your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as getting insider tidbits you will not and fi- cannot find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Essentially, any one of it feels like a million different podcast apps out there. Hit that follow or subscribe button and join us each and every single day. Make it a New Year's resolution to listen to Locked On Cougars every day at the same time. I love consistency. I crave consistency in my personal schedule. I know many of you are the same way. And what better time to start a new habit than with the new year? All right, a lot to get to on today's show, but I wanted to do a little bit of a follow-up on a topic I talked about earlier on this week, and that's with regards to the futures of both James Empey and Dax Milne. I had some people reach out to me over the past 24 hours or so, and uh, one of them reached out to me because of the conversation we had earlier this week. And uh, one of my favorite people to talk to, he's very tied into what's going on with the BYU football program. And we had a great conversation about different guys and what he thinks is going to happen for some of these prospects from the BYU football program. And what he told me, and we'll start off with this player in particular, is that for all intents and purposes, it appears, and I talked a little bit about this, I felt like it was leaning this way earlier this week, but what I was told last night is that Dax Milne is looking more and more likely and essentially a lock to declare for the NFL draft and pursue his professional ambitions at the next level. I know many of you are probably saying, hold on, record scratch. Are you serious, Jake? Why would Dax Milne go after this season? I think he's trying to capitalize on his stock being probably the highest it ever will be. 
I don't think he's going to come back in 2021 if he were to come back and put up another 1,100-some-odd-yard season and just have the overall campaign that he's had in 2020. Uh, This situation reminds me of Alex Smith at Utah, and I know that talking about Utah, the Utes, is almost a buzzword on this podcast, but I'm going to invoke a thing that I remember about Utah from back in the day. When Alex Smith decided to leave the University of Utah for the NFL draft, two of his wide receivers on that team that were juniors both Paris Warren and Steve Savoy, some of you may may remember those two. If you don't, you can Google it. They both declared for the NFL draft after having pretty good seasons with just a high-flying offense that Utah had with Alex Smith at the helm. It's not too dissimilar from what BYU did this year, and both of them tried to capitalize on it. And if I recall correctly, I think Savoy might have been a seventh-round draft pick, and uh, Paris Warren, I think, was an undrafted free agent. Neither of them lasted very long in the NFL, and it's a little bit of a, a... a cursory tale to say, you know what, maybe Dax Milne should reconsider and come back to BYU for a senior season. I would like to see him at BYU in 2021 personally. I think he could do some things next year which would really help BYU in addition to helping his own stock. But I also understand why he is deciding at this point, it sounds like, to go and chase his professional ambitions. Uh I do wonder if he will find himself as a late round draft pick or a priority free agent. I think that's probably where he ultimately will land. Dax, uh, based on everything I understand about it, it's not going to blow anybody away with his physical stature, his testing numbers, and or his speed. But the one thing he does have is loads and loads of tape of him just making play after play with an NFL quarterback slinging the ball to him from every different angle, throwing to all different parts of the field, throwing back shoulder, leading him into routes where he's being thrown open. That type of stuff is stuff you can't replicate without having that type of a quarterback, which is what Zach Wilson is. Zach Wilson's going to be a first-round draft pick, folks. He's probably going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. It's just going to be an absolutely stunning development to see Zach taken as high as I think he is going to be taken. And By the time you listen to this, Zach may have officially announced that he's going pro, as Brady Christensen did yesterday. And we'll talk about Brady here in just a minute. He's, he's officially gone. Brady is going to the NFL, and you wish him well. But we'll get to more of that here in a moment, but with regards to Dax, There's so much film of him just making play after play, and I get that it will be discounted to a degree because it's not against Power 5 competition. It's not against the elite of the elite talent-wise in college football. But all he did was make plays all year long. And if it is, yes, everything that I've heard is that he's going pro and he makes that decision, you wish him nothing but the best and say, you know what, go make good on your bet on yourself and we'll be rooting for you. Now, with regards to James Ampey, I had a conversation with another person and I had reached out to this person. This was not a person reaching out to me. You'd be surprised, by the way, how many people listen to this podcast and feed me information and become hashtag sources. It's kind of funny how that works, folks, but it it does. So. So if you guys have inside information, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to you about it and vet it and all that different stuff. But had another conversation with another one of my sources around the BYU football program and asked him with regards to the Brady Christensen decision yesterday to officially announce 
for the NFL draft, what he knew and what he had heard with regards to James Empey and what he might do this year. And what I was told with regards to James Empey is that Empey has every intention at this point of coming back to BYU in 2021 to lead that unit. So my gut feeling earlier this week that James Empey would stay and Dax Milne would go appears to be more and more locked in. And I can report that that's what I'm hearing both are going to do. I think it'd be great to have James Empey back at BYU. I think he helped solidify an offensive line that is very much in need of some senior leadership, which is exactly what James Empey will provide. He was a team captain this past year. I figure he'll reprise that role in 2021. Obviously, he didn't have the same type of stellar season that Brady Christensen did. Had some injury concerns that knocked him out of a couple of different games. He did not play against uh, in the Boca Raton Bowl against UCF due to some concerns with his health. So I think that is is probably a smart play on his part to come back, have a stellar senior season, and then jump into the draft pool next year in the 2022 NFL draft and see what he can do. So we wish nothing but the best for Dax Milne if his ultimate decision is based on what I'm hearing him leaving and also looking forward to seeing James Empey back in a BYU uniform. I think both of those guys are very smart about how they're going about things and they're not going to make these decisions lightly. That's the same thing with Brady Christensen. Let's talk about Brady for a minute here. I know taking a little bit longer in this first part of the podcast, but Brady's decision to go pro was just a no-brainer to me. He had uh, become a consensus All-American. He's just had a marvelous, marvelous season for the Cougars, the highest-rated offensive lineman, according to Pro Football Focus and their player grades, a 96.0 rating, if I'm not mistaken. I was looking at PFF earlier this week, and You can't uh, go and say, you know what, I'm going to redo that year. I'm going to have that same type of a year. Brady needs to go, and I'm expecting Brady to be a day one starter for the franchise he gets drafted by. I think he could go as high as the second round. I have heard that the draft grades on him range anywhere from round six to round two, pending which school, and not school in this circumstance, what franchise in the NFL you talk to, based on what I'm hearing, but... Obviously, he is hearing enough good news with regards to his draft valuation that he thinks, you know what, this is my time to strike, make some money. He's a married young man, uh, served a mission, so he's a little bit older with regards to being a prospect, and I'm looking forward to seeing Brady play at the next level. He has become just a, a incredible success story. Of all of the offensive linemen that signed in his recruiting class, he is the only one that has finished out his career at BYU. Most of them didn't even enroll at BYU for a myriad of different reasons. But this is a two-star prospect from Bountiful High School who was offered a scholarship the last weekend of the recruiting cycle that he was in, took that recruiting offer, and took the offer from BYU, and made himself into a consensus All-American. Talk about the All-American, the poster boy child for what BYU strength and conditioning and coaching development can do. It is just an incredible, incredible development, and I am wishing nothing but the best, and I will be rooting for Brady Christensen at the next level. The other fun part about this is Brady Christensen will be the first BYU offensive lineman drafted in 16 years by the time the NFL draft gets here. The last guy to get drafted on the offensive line for BYU, Scott Young in 2005. It has been an incredibly long drought without offensive linemen getting their opportunities 
drafted-wise. I know guys like Matt Reynolds, T. John Caroma spent time in the NFL as undrafted free agents, but there's not been an offensive lineman drafted from BYU since the mid-2000 aughts. 2005, Scott Young the last time. Brady, Brady Christensen will shatter that long drought, and I'm expecting him to be a pretty high draft pick. If I had to put my money on it today, I think he's probably around two with or three guy. It also will depend on how he tests out with regards to the 40 time, 225 pound bench press, all those different drills that they have you do at the combine, etc. But like I said, I am going to be rooting for a kid like Brady Christensen and hope he has nothing but the best with regards to his future playing football. So there you go. Some updates based on the conversations I've had with people over the last 24 hours. I promise you guys, I bring you everything I have to this podcast every day and I pass it along to you guys. I don't hold anything back that I am allowed to talk about and I'm looking forward to just seeing what happens with Dax Milne, James Empey, Brady Christensen, but I've got a vested interest in the rest of the guys and hoping that they have a great run regardless of whatever their future may hold, whether it's in the NFL or in other things in life. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk a little bit about the BYU basketball program. Their game against Pepperdine was postponed, so we'll look a little bit more at the San Diego game this coming weekend instead. We'll examine what to expect from the Cougars with West Coast Conference play here a little more in depth. So we'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag, folks. If you want to get in on the sports betting action, I know it's becoming more and more in vogue, more and more popular for people to bet on the teams, the programs, the the leagues that they love. Well, guess what? BetOnline.ag is the best place for you to invest your money. They are a brand new podcast sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We love having them on with us here on Locked On Cougars. And I'll tell you what, they've got everything you could ever want to bet on. Whether you're an esports fanatic, you like the NBA, college basketball, college football, NFL, Major League Baseball when it comes to that season. They have it all covered for you. They also got prop bets on pop culture, presidential elections, elections in general. Anything and everything you could want to bet on, bet on betonline.ag's got it for you guys. While you're there, you can go to betonline.ag and sign up for your free account. And while you're there, use the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus, folks. Free money from our good friends at Bet Online for you guys to wager and play around with. That's free money being given to you. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for that free account, use that promo code locked on, and get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Can't recommend them enough, so check them out now. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. As you guys probably well know by now, but if you don't, BYU had a game scheduled against Pepperdine for this evening at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. It was going to be on ESPN2. We're talking a big-time platform for BYU to finish out 2020 and begin West Coast Conference play on ESPN2. It would have been nationally broadcast. It would have been a fun environment for BYU to be able to show their, what they can do on the court, on the road, against their first West Coast Conference opponent. But alas, the universe has decided that game will not take place today. Pepperdine had a positive test, and the resulting contact tracing has caused them to pause all team activities. They had games against both BYU for this evening, as well as a game Saturday against St. Mary's. Both of those have been postponed and will be rescheduled. Uh, based on what I was seeing, I think Greg Rebell tweeted this out. There are corresponding open dates for BYU and Pepperdine on January 9th, as well as January 28th. Eighth, and I would expect probably one of those two dates gets filled for that game to be played. And here's hoping they can get it 
locked in. Obviously, you have to wait until Pepperdine can resume team activities before you can get the game back on the books. But disappointing to see that because most importantly, it's not very often that the West Coast Conference gets put on ESPN2. Gonzaga, obviously, the number one team in the country, when they're playing, yeah, they're going to be on national TV because, yes, they are the top-ranked team in the country, and they probably are going to go undefeated this season. I'd love to see BYU spoil that as they have tried to do in the past and succeeded in doing. I don't know that they'll pull that off this year. I just really think this Gonzaga team is otherworldly, folks. I think they legitimately this year have their best team ever. And I know we say that every year, and they seem to continue to raise that bar. But this year, I really do think that they are phenomenal, speaking of the Zags. But it's not very often that other programs like a Pepperdine and BYU get to be on ESPN2, especially kicking off West Coast Conference play. This game was originally supposed to be on ESPNU, but because some other scheduling stuff, the game was moved to ESPN2, and that's the disappointing thing to see this canceled. BYU did nothing to cause this cancellation. Let's be clear about that. It's not their fault that this game has been, okay, it's not canceled, it's postponed for now, but you would have liked to have seen them play on national TV. Alas, as it is, now BYU gets ready for a Saturday game at the Slim Gym, as I like to call it, Jenny Craig Pavilion. They'll be taking on the San Diego Toreros. San Diego has been a thorn in the side for BYU basketball over the past few years, some of those great teams that just absolutely went after BYU and had some success against them. This current iteration of San Diego is not the same. I think that this is a San Diego team that BYU should be able to handle there at Jenny Craig Pavilion. It has been a place that BYU has struggled in the past, but I think this year this team should be able to go in and win that game. I could be completely wrong about that, and currently as it stands, I'm not scheduled to have a podcast tomorrow. If something crazy happens, I'm not opposed to recording a podcast, and I may just get bored enough that I record a podcast tomorrow, but regardless, we'll have a full recap of the game against San Diego for you guys on Monday for certain, looking back on that game. But it's just disappointing that BYU couldn't get on the court today against Pepperdine when it's on ESPN2. The game against San Diego will be on uh, the stadium network, WCC, uh, streaming it live online. It's just... It's not the same. That's the biggest thing about it. With USD, great. You're playing them fun times, but it's just not the same. San Diego 1-3 and three on the season. They've already had their own COVID issues. They've had to shut things down. Uh, so... I just look at this as a big missed opportunity for BYU and in some ways, more importantly, the West Coast Conference. As I said, it's not very often that the West Coast Conference gets a primetime slot on New Year's Eve on ESPN2 and then that game goes out and gets canceled on you. That's disappointing. So BYU will now get ready for a game against San Diego. They'll be extra rested when they face off against the Toreros. The only thing I feel like you need to know about San Diego is, yes, they've had their own issues with COVID earlier on this year, but they're off to a one and three start. It's been a very bumpy season to this point for the Toreros. Their leading scorer on the season, the only guy averaging double digits in points, is Joey Calcaterra. Uh, He's played all four games, averaging 29.3 minutes per game. He's averaging 45% from beyond the arc. So he's having a really good season shooting so far through four games. We'll see if that holds up against BYU on Saturday. But 
I just I, I can't get past the fact that this is just a massive, massive disappointment that BYU is not playing this evening. I was looking forward to that. Many of you know that I work for the Utah Jazz. I had my evening all set up, I felt like. I was going to channel surf between BYU and Utah's games, Utah playing at UCLA in Pac-12 action. And then when those two games ended, it was right into the Jazz game. I was going to have a great evening on New Year's Eve and then celebrate New Year's after the Jazz game went final, but alas as it is, maybe I'll be watching the Utes and the Jazz instead. So, it is what it is. COVID has wreaked havoc, and why not have one more hit before you go out 2020? Why not? So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball, but I think they should roll against San Diego on Saturday. If they don't, you have my permission to freak out because I don't think that's a game that BYU should struggle in at all. And if they do struggle, yes, it's time to hit the, hit the panic button and really just wonder, okay, what is going on here? You guys can go to San Diego State, the number 18 team of the country at the time, and take care of business from essentially tip and win that game handily, but you can't go to the Slim Jim and win this game. I think the BYU will roll into San Diego and should win pretty handily. The BPI, the Basketball Percentages Index on ESPN, has BYU with an 80.8% chance of winning this game. So very much a heavy favorite as the Cougars get ready to face off against the Toreros on Saturday. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll recap some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics. Kyrus Tonga has announced that he has his agent signed, sealed, and delivered. Also, a new offer from the transfer portal we need to talk about for BYU football. A lot of news to get to, as well as the women's basketball team in action yesterday in West Coast Conference play. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. But right now, if you guys are interested with the new year upcoming, if you're looking for some new advertising revenue or looking for a new way to advertise is what I should say. We'd love to have you guys here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. We have a proven track record with big companies, small companies. We can scale up or down to fit whatever you guys need, and we can help you have success in the podcast sphere advertising-wise. We have got a backbone with the Locked On Podcast Network that has a proven track record of having advertising success in the podcast realm. Love to get you guys in touch with them and get you on the road to having advertising success and work with us here on Locked On Cougars. If you are interested in doing so, please email us LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'll get you in touch with our sales team and get you on the path to advertising with us here on the podcast and maybe by extension the Locked On Podcast Network if you want to really want to scale up. I'm telling you, you guys can have great success. We have a great audience, thousands of BYU fans every single day. You'll be right there with them. So once again, email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com if you are interested. And we look forward to working with you guys right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Cougars Podcast. All right, folks, as we round out 2020 here on the podcast, and I can already hear my wife listening to this podcast, her family member mine saying, that was a nasty joke you played in the open there, Jake, to say this is the final podcast of the Locked On Cougars podcast. But you know what? If I can't have fun on my own podcast, when can I have fun? So thanks again for joining us here on the podcast. Some other news and notes to catch you up on before we go today. First things first, and it's something that was really heartwarming to me, and it's something that EYU football did for their arch rival, Utah, and that is they actually sent a package to the University of Utah that honors the legacy of Ty Jordan. It was a jersey, a replica jersey they had mounted on a board with his number and jersey on it, as well as a dog tag, etc. Just kind of commemorating the life and legacy of what Ty Jordan meant to Utah after his untimely demise. 
just an awful story. And we talked about this earlier on in the week. It just, it, it makes your heart hurt to think of how things went down with this young man who appeared to have stardom staring him right in the face. If not, he was already a star, but it looked like he was going to be an all everything type of player for Utah. And to be lost at 19 years old, to lose his life, just, just heart wrenching. But really cool gesture by Utah. Guys like Mark Harlan, the Utah AD, saying it was a class gesture. And I tip my cap to BYU football. Kalani Satake and his staff, they're nothing if not classy. And this was a really cool gesture by them from BYU to Utah and it transcends the rivalry we talked about this earlier on on the Monday edition of the show this is one of those things that football is just a family it's a, it's just a big family and when you have a guy like Ty Jordan who loses his life it, it, it goes beyond the rivalry you just get past it and a, and a number of you out there have absolutely been uh, right to honor the life and legacy of Ty Jordan I think it was a really cool gesture that BYU sent to Utah in that alright other things we need to cover real quick BYU women's basketball jumped out to a 9 nothing lead and then rolled to a 76-50 blowout win over Santa Clara yesterday at the Marriott Center a nice game for Sarah Hampson Shaley Gonzalez the Cougars are now now 6-1 on the season, 2-0 in West Coast Conference play. Uh, Gonzalez had a team-high 20 points, added 8 rebounds. Lauren Gustin had 12 points and 11 rebounds of her own, 10 of them coming on the defensive glass to have another double-double for her. So really cool to see BYU women's basketball off and rolling here. The nice part is they're getting their games in, whereas BYU men's basketball off to a bumpy start in West Coast Conference play. They're on the road on Monday when they take on San Diego next week. That'll be at 6 o'clock Pacific time, 7 o'clock Mountain time, and the game will be broadcast on the WCC network down there in San Diego. So congratulations to BYU Women's Basketball. Alright, a couple other notes for you guys before we go is congratulations to Gunnar Maldonado. He's a transfer from Northwestern University from the Wildcats of the Big Ten. He announced on social media yesterday that he's received an offer from BYU via Preston Hadley, the safeties coach. Maldonado is actually a native of Chandler, Arizona and Chandler High School. That's the program that gave BYU such luminary players as Gunnar Romney, Jacob Conover, Tate Romney, uh, Sean Hingano, who's coming in as a as a prospect this coming recruiting class. A lot of good talent goes through Chandler, Arizona, and Gunnar Maldonado could add to that if he decides to take BYU up on the offer that he has received after leaving Northwestern. A solid player. If you watch his film, this is a kid who has no regard for his own body and just loves to hammer people and I think would be a welcome addition to BYU's defensive secondary, especially at safety, as they try to replace guys like Zane Anderson and Troy Warner going into 2021. So we'll update you on anything we hear with regards to Gunnar Maldonado, but good to see him getting that opportunity. And then finally, congratulations to Kairos Tonga officially inking his deal with his new agency, DEC Management, one of the bigger agencies out there. Good to see him locking things in and looking forward to seeing what happens with his future. I think he has got a bright future ahead of him. I don't really have a field necessarily for where he gets picked. I think he's probably like a round three, round four guy, but we'll have to kind of see how the testing process and how the pre-draft workouts go for him, but cool to see Kairos Tonga starting to live his dream, now going pro and hoping to make it in the NFL and make it big. 
as a professional football player. So we'll pass along anything else as it comes along. If Zach Wilson announces over this weekend, I can guarantee you this. If he announces he's going pro this weekend, I will have a podcast for you guys shortly thereafter. You guys deserve it. Obviously, it's massive news because he's a potential top five draft pick in this upcoming NFL draft. It seems like it's only just a matter of time before he officially makes that announcement. He told us after the bowl game, he's going to sit down with his family, evaluate his options, and he figured he'd have an announcement around New Year's is kind of what he had said. So this weekend, if the news breaks, we will have a podcast done for you in short order after that happens. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Like I said, the end of the year is here. It has been a marvelous, marvelous year for BYU. I can tell you this much. Our downloads this year up 55% over what we had in 2019. And I'm telling you what, folks, we are just scratching the surface with regards to what we can accomplish here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. 2021 is here. I am looking forward to taking this podcast to new heights. And I hope you guys will be along for the ride in the new year, joining us each and every day right here on Locked On Cougars. Hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, and the email address for the show, as always, is lockedonbyu at gmail.com. 2021 is here, folks. Enjoy yourselves this evening. Celebrate responsibly. Have some fun. Celebrate the new year, and let's have some fun with the new year here as we talk BYU sports, going into it just another decade of what we hope is great BYU Cougar action, both on the football field, on the hard court for basketball, and pretty much every other playing surface that the BYU Athletic Department plays on across their myriad of sports. All right, that's enough from me. Thanks again for taking the time. Happy New Year to you all. A big thank you for your support of the podcast as always. And this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 31st, 2020. And we will talk to you guys in 2021.